Hello, Facebook. Good evening. Happy Monday. So, wanted to start off the week with some questions that I received regarding limiting patterns that people are seeing in relationships. But um, I also wanted to come on here and check in and see how everyone was doing. Um, having a lot of uh, different things come up with my client interactions this week. So if something does come to mind while um, I have a list here, if something does come to mind, just uh, feel free to pop them in the comments as far as a question goes about your number one question about limiting patterns and relationships. And um, stay to the end if you are, um, I have an offer that I'm going to be offering out to if you like. So, so hang out for the next 30 minutes and feel free to say what's up in the comments as well. But so I get these questions through uh, followers on Facebook, through Instagram, and just different interactions that I've had with um, people here in the healing community. And so uh, I wanted to start with the first one, which is why didn't I realize these things about myself sooner? And Oh boy, that's a hard one for sure, right? Um, I think we think that in our lives that we are solely responsible for how that we're showing up today, like, you know, in our relationships and especially the limiting patterns and the limiting beliefs that we see. And the truth is, is that that's not all completely true. Like we do have actions to take and we do have control in a lot of different areas in our life presently. But when it comes to, you know, healing, healing, excuse me, limiting patterns, limiting beliefs, many times it does come from some very core unhealed emotional wounds that are deep, very deep within us, right? So I think it's hard to distance ourselves from that reality and it is kind of like on another level of healing if you're at that point and it's not in a way to say to be victim right to play victim and to um, blame everything uh, around you or what's going on it is important but it's also important to kind of recognize what you can do today which I feel like maybe that's you know kind of the route that we can go with which is question which is why didn't i realize these things about myself sooner um i do think that there is a divine order to things for sure um, it took me a long time to realize that it took me a really long time to kind of surrender to the path and the journey that i was walking and I think that everything that I've been through, all of the bad stuff and all of the good stuff has really led me to this place of deep healing and then teaching about healing. Healing is life, as I like to say. And I really, you know, I kind of, you know, would love to like reach out to this person and talk to them about, you know, when it comes to limiting patterns and limiting beliefs, many times it's like the behaviors that we're talking about, right? Like, um, you see yourself going back with the same person again and again, and again, the same type of person, right? Um, and you maybe, um, another pattern that you see is that you 
don't always speak your truth because you're scared of the repercussions of what would happen. Or uh, maybe a pattern is that you um, are procrastinating a lot in maybe your soul calling or maybe at work or maybe in different other areas of your life. And <clears throat> like, again, that's another great awareness piece. But again, a lot of times this comes from like a really core place of um, being wounded. And um, a lot of it, almost all of that is like is sub subconscious. But we're talking about behaviors, which are con conscious. So we think that we can automatically change these behaviors that have been, have been ingrained in us for decades, for years and years and years, you know, depending on how, how old you are and how long you've kind of been um, on that journey. But in reality, like these are things that are deeply, deeply ingrained in us. These are patterns that we've established. And many times these are patterns that um, when we were younger, they were survival patterns, which is something that Mastin Kip says. And those survival patterns kept us safe when we were younger. And in order to recognize that, right, and to say present day, like this question says, why didn't I realize these things about myself sooner? Present day, is the recognition that those patterns and those ways of being don't work for us anymore. And after you do realize that, the hard part is, is transforming your life so that you don't continue to have those patterns, if that makes sense. So what happens when we have these behaviors like top level, like we want to see this and this changing, this pattern that we're seeing, we want to change, is that it kind of goes down to the thoughts. It goes down, you know, kind of like, like a multi-layer process, right? So the thoughts about, you know, maybe the, exactly this question, like this person sees themselves doing this thing that doesn't make sense, that they know is, is wrong and unhealthy, and why can't they change it, right? And then it kind of goes down to the emotions. So the emotions of feeling bad about not being able to change these behaviors that they know they're, that are bad for them, or maybe like sadness, anger, uh, frustration, you know, whatever it is uh, for that particular person. But then what happens is, is that those, when this happens again and again and again and again, repetition, is that those emotions become core beliefs, right? Core beliefs, like, oh, you know, why didn't I realize these things about myself sooner? I'm just guessing and, you know, based off my experience, like this could mean like, well, I suck at healing. That's a belief. Or I'm just messed up anyway, so I'm not even going to try. Or I'm not worth it. I'm not good enough. Or, you know, on and on and on. And those beliefs really kind of feed that core emotional unhealed wound. And really that's the core emotional unhealed wound that's speaking. And so I think this question is awesome because this person has really come to the point of awareness of seeing things that he or she wants to change, which is great, which is great. But the, what, what I just kind of want to point out is that your worth is not associated with what happens to you, what happened to you in the past. Your worth is not associated with, um, you suck because you you didn't see this sooner. Your worth comes like from a very 
deep, you know, deeply ingrained core place. And can the good thing is that they can, your worth can start to be your true voice, like your true pattern, the way that you were meant, the may that the way that you were kind of meant to be in this world. Your, your worth can replace those those limiting beliefs and those limiting patterns that you're seeing coming from that unhealed part of you. So I think like maybe the next step with this, this would be is, so why didn't I realize these things about myself? about myself sooner is maybe what can I do? What can I do to make sure that these things don't continue? Or, you know, asking those questions further of why did these things happen maybe? You know, it kind of depends on where this person is on their path. I'm not really sure. But again, you know, healing isn't linear. And I think healing is is kind of a very curious activity, which is one of my favorite things about it. So I hope that helps if uh, you are out there listening or watching. Ooh, the second question. Um Number one question about limiting patterns and beliefs in relationships. I'm feeling dead inside. What should I do? So once again, very hard. You know, we kind of talk about hard things here. Um, I know this feeling because if you follow my story at all, you know that I came um, very close to physical death. And... Like, I think that feeling dead inside is like a deep disconnection from all parts of our authentic self. And I understand that because in that state, you're, you're not able to communicate your needs and desires. You're not able to um, gr like gracefully control important aspects of your life. So there's a feeling of helplessness. There's a feeling of hopelessness. Um, and I get that, that state for sure. I also like the second part of this question, which is what should I do? Which is amazing because that tells me that you're on the up and up and you're willing to accept um, some help in some divine way or some, you know, uh, again, curiosity is... Curiosity and courageousness are really great qualities when it comes to healing these, these unhealed parts of ourselves. Um, so if you are kind of feeling majorly, if you're at the point where you've recognized where you're feeling majorly disconnected from yourself, um, some very grounding practices to start would be like meditating 10 minutes a day, um, I love the Brain FM app. I don't know if you've heard of that, or there's Calm, and there's Headspace, which are both, both popular. But what we want to start retraining ourselves how to do is to like reconnect with ourselves very intentionally, right? Practices that 
bring you back in your body because when you're like feeling um at least from my perspective is like when you're feeling dead inside you almost feel outside of your body like you feel disassociated and um you really don't feel in body right like part of the the human experience is being up you know a part of this human experience in this human world and some of like some some practices that you can start to integrate into your life are things like meditating journaling those are my top two for sure um because what you want to start having those conversations once again with yourself right and it's not you know this is some not something that happens instantly i know we're we're kind of like that instant gratification type of society so i just want to say healing takes just as much practice as getting to this point of where you are in life if that makes sense so there almost has to be like repetition there has to be um, new patterns forming in order to heal this deep part of yourself and so part of that is like being very intentional about um, the reconnection process right and of course like you see me all the time I talk about support and I will forever because it's completely changed my life um, it's just you know if you can if you're at the point where you are re uh, ready and willing to accept help reach out for help whether that be therapy coach mentor someone outside of the realm of your um, your inner sphere that can look upon your life objectively and help you guide you to kind of start to see new things within yourself. Um, so I mean, those are those, that's what's coming to mind for me right now is really start practicing setting aside time, making it a priority, and you know that actually brings up something that is um has been coming up for for me lately in my uh, calls with my clients is that as much as we want to heal quickly as much as we want to heal just like that there has to be some expectations managed within you know that kind of result right it took us a long time to get to where we are and i know right now if you know if you are kind of um, at the point of um, maybe depression and disassociation and maybe rock bottom I understand how much that it hurts I understand that and I empathize with that um, but I also think that there has be has there needs to be like some expectations managed with what does the healing process look like so you know, the, the, the formula that I love to use is time and repetition, consistency, courage, and support. Time and repetition, consistency, courage, support. Time, repetition, consistency, courage, report, uh, um, support. <laughs> but what that does, that, like that will accelerate the process. But also like kindness and compassion will take you a long way in your healing journey as well self-compassion too so with that meditation and journaling is a wonderful start to that 
and making it a priority is even better. And again, repetition, consistency is going to be key when it comes to practices like this and rituals. There's always, I feel like there's, there's great power in healing rituals as much as you can. And if it's 10 minutes a day, it's 10 minutes a day. If it's 10 minutes twice a day, it's 10 minutes twice a day. But if that's something that you really want, you know, you're asking what should I do, then, you know, putting on my coaching hat, I would say make that a priority ASAP. So I hope that helps. Um, ooh, question number three. I often feel discarded by my partner. How can I make this better? Ooh, okay. So this is definitely, I'm guessing that this is definitely a pattern that shows up, obviously, you know, given the context of the question. Um, I don't know if this is the case, but if, if, if I was speaking, you know, to this person, I would kind of want to know more, but many times when we have complaints about people in our lives, whether that be romantic partners, whether that be family, whether that be job relationships, whether that be you name it, often if we have complaints, sometimes it's very useful to think of or to reframe that thought or complaint to back to kind of the first person. So if you're feeling discarded, and this is, you know, a little blunt and a little tough love, but if you're feeling discarded by your part, your partner, are you feeling discarded by yourself? Like yourself? Are you feeling like you're showing up for you? Are you feeling like you're treating yourself with love and kindness? Are you feel like you're discarding yourself? And likely, based off what I know, what I've seen with my clients, what I've seen with myself, is that if we were to go down this kind of avenue of um, questions and thought process, likely that would be the case. Likely you would be feeling discarded within yourself for whatever reason. So something to think about. Um, I, you know, the, the hard thing when it comes to relationships just forever and always about, you know, really, when I say relationships, you know, we talk about people, but we can also talk about many other things that, um, that are part of our daily existence and our daily life. But the hard thing about relationships with people is that as much as we want to be seen and we want to be heard and we want to be loved, and we want to be cherished, and we want to be adored, as much as we want that, we will never be able to control the actions of others, ever. I have done this in my life. I, um, you know, it's something I still practice, I still understand, but I've come to the realization that not everyone in my life will accept my growth. And 
I have come to the realization that that is okay with me. And it's kind of, you know, that I feel like that's a little bit of a, you know, that's a kind of a huge stepping stone is where are we prioritizing our health in our lives? And I was actually talking to a client about this today is that we can still ask for things clearly, concisely, we can express our needs and desires, but can we also detach from the result? Can we also detach from the projection of whatever the result is? And that's, I feel like that's next level, right? And I get a lot of questions. I get a lot of DMs and a lot of messages on Facebook about, um, you know, how do I make my partner blah, 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 blah. How do I set this boundary so that this and this and this. One of the like biggest epiphanies I've had about healing is that when you're able and you're at a, a point where you're able to express your wants, your needs, and desires to that person in your life, whether that be your romantic partner, your friend, your work colleague, your mother, father, sister, brother, when you're able to express that, and then that's enough. And if that sounds ridiculous, think about it. If that sounds impossible, first of all, I want to tell you that that's not true. You know, that's maybe that could be something that um, the the hurt part of you or that unhealed wound in, in, in you is, is coming up with your limiting patterns, right? What I found is that the more that I am able to step into my true authentic self, the more that I'm able to have confidence in my self-worth, self-love, my ability to show up as me in this world, it's a practice. Again, like go back a couple of minutes to, you know, my secret healing recipe. But the more that that I am able to be uniquely me to take up space in love, self-love, self-compassion, the more that I'm, I'm able to communicate clearly from a place of self-love rather than a place of like outside chaos or reactionary thinking or, you know, that kind of thing, the more that I'm able to give myself out in my relationships with other people, the more that the result doesn't matter anymore. I'd love to hear what you're thinking about this in the comments. Because this is like, I think it's really kind of next level stuff. And it's hard, it's not easy. It's not easy by any means. But I think 
it's harder living life as a dead inside person. Like if you go back to that second question that we got, I think it's harder fighting everything in my life if I'm unhealthy. It's harder to live. It's harder to get energy. It's harder to survive. It's harder to like, you know, to keep searching for love and acceptance and all this other stuff. It's harder, trust me, to live that life of grasping and always like walking on eggshells and all those things that come with it. It's just that life is exhausting. So if you're feeling this person says, I often feel discarded by my partner. How can I make this better? Well, it, sound, like, it sounds like that, that a little bit of reconnection with yourself would help a lot in this. Because I do hear that maybe, I'm not sure, but maybe that this person feels deeply discarded inside themselves. Like, are they discarding their own needs and desires? Are they discarding, I don't know, fill in the blank? So it may be worth, you know, some introspection as to how am I contributing to feeling discarded in my life? Maybe a good exercise to be curious about that. So I hope that helps too. Um, next one. Why do I not know how to communicate? Hmm. Why do I not know how to communicate? This is a big one I feel like for women sometimes or a lot of times. I would love more context on this question. Um why do I know not I do I not know how to communicate? Hmm. This makes me think a lot about like having a hard time making decisions. It's kind of what's coming to me about this. Um, yeah, Jill Marie, I get that too, for sure. Jill Marie says, I feel like it's hard to communicate when we're disconnected from self. Yeah, that helps. Absolutely. That gives some context. And I agree. I agree. I feel like that there's like, if we're disconnected from ourself, right, then we don't really know what's good for us or what's bad for us, right? Quote, unquote. We don't know what's healthy or what's unhealthy. And I've been there for sure. Like I, I, I feel like that I spent my life, again, decades of my life, going the path that other people told me to go, go in, right? And eventually that, that led me to like not trusting myself and what I was doing, if that makes sense. You know, like, you know, as a woman, like beauty, weight, job, romantic relationships, for example, you know, that whole Prince Charming thing. Um, 
but yeah, definitely. I feel like a disconnection from self is a great point, right? Because you really, what communication really should be, like healthy communication is an expression of your wants and needs and desires, right? And, you know, I feel like people also use communication as like talking, but I think at a deeper level, it's, it's a way for us to be seen and heard and loved and supported by our, you know, our people, romantically, family, etc. And if you're feeling like that you don't know how to communicate, yeah, I think that the, the disconnection is definitely there. Also, I don't think that you don't know how to communicate. I think that you have maybe been conditioned to feel like that you don't. I get that. I'm not quite sure, but I, I understand how those patterns show up if you aren't in a healthy relationship in your family or uh, in, in um, romantic partnership. But if you feel that you're like you're communicating and they're in and those communications, like whatever you know you're trying to express is invalidated, maybe invalidated or maybe not um, open up to to more further conversation or further curiosity or asking for exactly what you need or whatever it is. But I can understand how after time, after time, after time, after time of your needs and desires being invalidated, how you would feel like that you don't know how. But I also think that that is not a death sentence. I think that your ways of communication can be learned for sure. Or relearned in a healthy way. Absolutely, 100%. So I think learn, like the first step in learning how to communicate to others is to learn, again, a great point, Jill Marie. I think it is learning for yourself, like what is it that I want to express? Because a lot of times when we communicate with other people, it's reactionary, right? When in reality, we want it to be proactive or we want it to be like to come from a place again where it doesn't really matter, you know, like our worth isn't tied to how, how others perceive this communication, how others um, react to it or, um, you know, whatever it is. So I hope that one helps too. Um, last one. Ooh, I'm tired of feeling so mad all of the time. What can I do? Oh, that's a hard one. Anger is such, whew, such a pervasive um, kind of emotion if it sits in you for a long time. Um, 
let me just say too, anger is um, like kind of an evolutionary emotion or evolutionary, yeah, emotion or feeling, I guess. Like back in the old days, um, like the caveman days, I think anger it served a purpose. But it served a purpose pretty quickly and then it was dropped, you know, for pr protection, for example. Like it was, it was our nervous system's way of protecting us, right? The hard part is, is that in the modern world, these, you know, feelings of anger, especially if they're not released, like especially if, if um, they're kind of held inside us is a very, very, very... Um, unhealthy and hard place to be and it is tiring whoever wrote this in kind of got you know tired of being sick and tired as I say all the time I'm tired of feeling so mad all the time I get it I get it um, and this person's asking what can I do I mean like emotional release is what's coming to mind, which people think, oh yeah, anger. You know, some people do release anger in like very uh, active ways, punching pillows, um, running, or, you know, some kind of active action-oriented release. Um, but there also might be a deeper core unhealed emotion an emotional wound that is uh, telling you that that your world is unsafe, right? So the anger again is a protective me mechanism, but an anger, you know, pent up anger, pent up rage that sits inside of you is not healthy, as you know. As you feel, as this person's feeling, this person's tired of feeling mad all the time, and I get it. And it is hard, again, when you're talking about relationships, right? Because everything is triggering. Everything is triggering. Um, and, you know, for if this person's listening, I'm going to put this on my um, podcast as well. But what can I do? I would say... You know, if you are already at the point where you're kind of recognizing these patterns and these behaviors and these emotions that you don't want to have, and um, my guess is probably that they are showing up in maybe some um, some health-related, physical health-related symptoms as well. A lot of times that happens with anger. Um, get help. Find support. Find support, find support, find support. Therapists, coaches, mentors, right? Because when this anger is kind of held inside of us, you know, this protective mechanism that never really gets to complete the cycle is we need to reteach your nervous system that there can be healthy people in your life, right? That there can be healthy relationships that you don't need to protect yourself anymore. And again, it takes Okay, practice, repetition, courageous, courageousness, um, consistency, support, right? But if you see this showing up, like if you're, 
you know, I have a lot of, you know, I've had a lot of clients ask too, like, oh, I'm angry. You know, I get triggered. I get angry all the time with my kids or like I snap really easily. What do you want to, we want to work. We want to start telling your nervous system that you don't always have to be protected, right? And it could be, you know, if you are in physical danger, please, you know, stop watching this and do what you can to get safe. But those emotional patterns of anger are very, very toxic to your body, to your mind, to your emotional health, mental health. So um, I mean, the best kind of the short answer again is like, is find, get a team, get support in the best way that you can. So you can live your world not triggered all the time, live in your life not triggered all the time. Like we're, we're if you notice like animals in the wild, they're not always, you know, um, fighting. They're not always running, like, you know, fight or flight. They're not always, if they're in danger, they are, right? And that's kind of like the balance that we wanna come back to is if you're in real danger, you can activate that anger. That like like deep seated anger and that, you know, those triggers are evolutionary, evolutionarily there to protect you. But if you're seeing a pattern of like rage or anger, I would say start by getting help. Because there is something very deep and core in your body that's telling your nervous system that you're always having to protect yourself. And again, just like all of this, it's not your fault. It's not who you are. You're not an angry or a mad person. You're deep down, you are a very, you know, like you're, we're all balanced and beautiful and divine beings, all of us. But again, those kind of core behaviors really start to, to tell us that we are these really bad people that we don't know how to get out of this, that we, you know, we're a bad mom or we're, you know, I shouldn't have been so mean to him. It's not our faults, right? It's just something that's happening to us. But what we can do is we can start, if you're asking this question, what can I do? That's a great first step, right? So I would say, reach out to support to the best of your ability. If you're courageous enough to ask, what can I do? Take the next step and, you know, find some people that can help you um, really look at, at your life in, in a healing way and not in a way to fix you, right? Deep anger is kind of a symptom of an overall, it's like a nervous system response. I hope that helps. Um, oh, yes. I wanted to say before I go tonight, thanks for spending the evening or a few minutes in the evening with me, is that um, I had a spot open up on a couple days ago, and I'm interviewing right now uh, for a one-on-one um, -on -one coaching opportunity. And if you are, you know, I don't know where you are in your journey, but if you are seeing patterns that you want to um, dissolve, 
I would love to talk to you about uh, helping you and guiding you to, um, to have a, help, a more healthy life and create better relationships for you because I know that you deserve it. Everyone deserves it. And I'm happy and I feel very lucky to be able to work with um, my clients in this manner. I, I feel really honored. But if um, I'm closing that in two days and I've had some people come forward. So if you're interested in just chatting, you know, I don't charge for the first call. Just, just message me and we can get together just like we would at a coffee shop and see if we are a, a great fit to work together. If where you are, where you want to go, if I can help you along that journey. That's what, that's why I'm here. And I, again, I'm so grateful to be in this space. But thank you. Go have a good evening.